Tate, I got something amazing to tell our listeners, and it is this. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with zero limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover accepted. 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, the number one recruit in the country, and this time we mean it, Tate, the actual number one, the number one, your your number one, whoever you think is the number one recruit in the country, that guy thinks this guy is the number one recruit in the country. Yes. Chet Holmgren Mm -hmm. uh, announced that he's going to Gonzaga, Tate. North Carolina and Ohio State were on his list, and he broke both of our hearts because we both definitely Mm -hmm. felt like he was not going to go to Gonzaga and he was going to go to Arma Maters. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we thought at the end of the day. We were hoping, but Chet Holmgren decides to stick with Gonzaga. Jalen Suggs, that Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga was at the announcement. They obviously go way back. So that was cool to see as far as like a college basketball connection. There's a nice little Minnesota to Gonzaga pipeline. Uh, it does feel like the Jones brothers should have gone to Gonzaga in a different life. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, it, it's good for Chet Holmgren, and it's the big news for college basketball. We took over SportsCenter. Take yeah, that, we, haters. F- for an entire hour, basically, because Chet mm-hmm. drugged that thing out. God bless him. He knows how to, he knows yeah. how to make content. He's already so, a superstar. Yeah, I love that T-shirt, too. We're going to talk, talk about all that. Uh, also, Andy Katz is joining us, Tate. If you mm-hmm. thought that you that the offseason meant no more Andy Katz. I have some great news, or maybe bad news. I don't know. If you're an Andy Katz hater, I have I have really bad news. Yeah, we apologize. <laughs> does Andy Katz have haters, by the way? I don't I'm think sure so. Does. I mean, it may be like in the reporting world. You know what I mean? It seems like someone would be like, he has too many scoops. We should ask I, him I that. Must hate we this we should ask him. Damn it. We should ask him that. That should be the that's well, that, a great we, question. We have more time in the offseason. Maybe, maybe we do his tier rankings of rivalries in the recruiting, like in the uh, journalist uh, world that he's in. Oh, I like that. I like, yeah. I'm just curious. Like, who, up there. Who would hate Andy Katz? What what fan bases are hating Andy Katz and why? Is there like someone with the last name that's like dog that would hate him? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, Mad Jim, Dog? Maybe we, Mad Dog Sports. We know that Jim Bayheim <laughs> hated him for a half second. That's true. They, but they he said that they mended yeah. that. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, Andy is joining us. So uh, we're, we're going to talk to him a little bit about all the, the happenings of the offseason so far. Coaching carousels, players mm. transferring, all the news that uh, just will not stop, Tate. It's not, it doesn't feel like the offseason, certainly. Uh, and finally, we're doing something fun at the end of the show today. We are drafting our Super Leagues. If you're not paying attention to the mm-hmm. sports world right now, there is a situation with the world of soccer in Europe where all the best programs are breaking off, and it is hilarious. And Tate and I started talking about it, and we realized that the only sport in the world that is more corrupt than college football or college basketball is soccer. And in a lot of ways, there are parallels between college sports and soccer. So we thought, what the hell? Let's uh, let's have some fun and figure out if college basketball did a Super League, what would it look like? So Tate and I are going to draft our own, and uh, we're, we're going to draft our Super this, League using all the This is when the Utah Jazz play and they do take note. This is, this is you and I. We're taking notes. We're trying to see what a Super League would look like <laughs> because it's got to happen in college basketball. If this is already happening, it's... It, you know, it moves down. It moves down. There's a trickle-down effect to this, and uh, we're getting prepared. We're ready for our Super it's, League. I can't wait to draft our it team. It certainly feels like that's where we're headed. So uh, <laughs> that's what's on the docket today. We'll get to all of it, but first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical 
Let's talk about Chet Holmgren a little bit today before uh, we bring Andy on. Um, so first of all, he he, you would agree this guy is the guy. I know we make the joke all the time about number one recruits in the country. Amani Bates is up there. Yeah. Um, others, Peyton Watson is our number one recruit because he committed mm-hmm. on our yeah, show. Yeah. If you come on our show, you're number one. So yeah, Peyton so, yeah, Watson w- officially Titus and Tate ranked number one recruit. Yes. So Chet Holmgren, let's uh, let me strike that the number two recruit in the country behind Peyton Watson. <laughs> yes. Uh, commit. Committed to Gonzaga today. Um, we we are not only uh, not uh, uh, what am I going to say? We, 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 one of the things that that we're great at, Tate. If I can pat our pat ourselves on the back, is uh, breaking down recruiting announcements, how they choose to do it, where they mm. choose to do it. Did they put out a graphic? Did they, you know, did they announce at the McDonald's All American Dunk Contest, or did they choose to do it in their high school gym? Chet chose his high school gym. Yep. Um, he, he chose to have his parents next to him, but I, I wanted to get your attention. Or I, I wanted to get your, your thoughts on this because this got my attention when I was watching it was uh, two things. Number one, the announcement took an hour mm-hmm. and that I, I, I turned it off for a little while and then came back. I got yeah. to a point where I was like, screw it. I don't need to watch this. I'll, I'll just find out on Twitter. He went to Gonzaga mm-hmm. and then like 30 minutes passed. And I was like, eh, I'll throw it back on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, I guess I do need to watch something amazing is going to happen. That's kind of how I felt too. I, uh, as it was happening, I kind of, it, it felt very much, you know, what it reminded me of was the LeBron decision from 2010, where you were yeah. kind of, um, you, you looked at the programming guide. This is, I guess when people, this is when I used to do that, at least like on the, you know, the channel guide and it's like an hour and a half was blocked out. And I'm like, what are we going to do for an hour and a half? Is this going to be like a concert or something? Like, are we going to get to watch something? Miley and- Cyrus comes out. Yeah. Just- <laughs> that would have been better. Uh, the yeah. fact that this was an hour, the fact that it still led to a kid mumbling, like, I'm going to go to Gonzaga and then like so being and then being nervous on TV. I mean, the, the best part about this the whole thing for me was like seeing that an 18 year old kid hasn't changed that much. You know what I mean? We, we always hear about these generations. Everything is changing. Nothing will be the same. They can't even relate to you. They have no idea what you're talking about. And at the end of the day, Chet Holmgren looked like every single other top flight yep. recruit that was nervous to be on sports center. That was nervous to make a big life decision and uh, was awkward as hell while he was doing it. And I, to me, that made him endear himself to me at some level. I know he probably was like, I, I wanted to look cool as shit on ESPN. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But uh, to me, I was like, this is this is uh, I, this is familiar at some level. Uh, other than the Gonzaga part, I think the Gonzaga part is the the most shocking part. But they're officially a blue blood, a full on new blood that is now on blue blood status, whatever you want to call it or frame it. Um, but otherwise, it felt very familiar. It, it, yeah, that's a great point that the more things change around these announcements, the more it stays the same of, of the 18 year old kid is, is nervous. And, and then yeah, this kid's it, been in the spotlight for a long time and he's still like, I'm 18, dude. Like, I don't, I, this is, this is weird to be. Yeah. Like, he's like, you guys are like, stressing me up. out. Yeah. yeah. All, all of you ESPN people, all of you saying, how does it feel? How does it feel, Chet? How does it feel, how does it feel? to get this over with? <laughs> and he's feel? like, and if you're 18 or what, you know, 17, whatever it is, <laughs> like you, you do not know what the answer to that question is. Other than like, it feels pretty sweet. Like I'm dope. And you can't really say that. Cause that would, of course, not be good for your brand. I want to so. let I want to let the friends of the program in on the inside joke, Tate. That when we yeah. were doing the three on three thing, 
Uh, we, we do 3x3u every year yes. at the Final Four, and it's a ton of fun, and we love doing it. Uh, but our role in the event is we sit <laughs> in the winner's lounge, basically. The winners come up and sit in the couch, and they got their money and their chains yep. and whatever. Uh, yeah. their crowns. They're literally wearing crowns. Um, Sunglasses. And we have to do the post-game interview. And mm. we kept – after three days of interviewing the same teams over and over that kept winning, we're running out of questions. And Tate said to me during a break, he goes, I'm just going to ask, how does it feel every time? <laughs> and so every time without fail, the winners would sit down and I'd be like, I'd be like, oh, wow, good job, guys. Uh, uh, heck of a shot there. What? T- walk me through that. La- I'll talk about that. La- I'll, I'll, I'd do like a talk about. I'd be talk like, about talk, it. talk yeah. about that last play. And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I hit the shot to win it. And then, they, and then Tate would take over and he'd say, so how does it feel? <laughs> It's, How does it's, it feel to win? It, it was so it was so easy. You, you give them the setup. You did this. Remember when you hit that shot over there in the corner? How that feel? And then they're like, that? "Man, that felt that felt like good." <laughs> Every single guy was like, "To be honest with you, uh, to be honest, it felt good." Yeah, I know that's I'm gonna surprise you. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't, don't want to shock you with how it felt, but it felt pretty good. And um, uh, that's what Chet. I mean, Chet was in the moment. It felt. Chet, good. How did it feel? It felt good. Yeah, it certainly felt good. felt good to unzip your your jacket. He he did the J Will, yeah. The, I like that. Open up the jacket. I like that a lot. By the way, shout out to J Will that I called it the J Will. That seems like I'm sure Jason yeah. Williams loves that I just called. I'm sure someone else jacket. did that before. Like Kendall yeah. Gill's, like I did that. I just started. <laughs> J Will stole that. Uh, he opens up the jacket, Tate, and he has a T-shirt with his own face on it at least mm. three times, is what by my count. I I, I didn't. Get I think it was three. Yeah, it was three times. Right. Yeah. Um. To give a reference point, you have a Jimmy V shirt on. I do have uh, a Jimmy one of, v one of the shirt. most legendary coaches of all time. And guess how many faces are on that shirt? One. One, one face. face. One face. How, how many Jimmy V had? One. Um, we when we announced we were going to Fox Sports, we did a recruiting announcement of our of our own. We put yes. hats on mm-hmm. Fox Sports hats, Westwood one hats. You put a hat um, on a hat. I put a hat uh, on people a hat. at home. Yes. And my question is, you mentioned 18-year-olds mumbling hasn't changed much, but my God, the, the announcements themselves, they're evolving. And I'm, I'm so excited for the future. We've seen the graphics. We've seen hats. Are hats done? Is it? Are mm. we going to get more T-shirts? Did, did, did Chet Holmgren just start a new trend where we're going to get T-shirts with guys' faces on them? I, I do think they, so. I think guys don't like the idea of hats because hats are awkward, especially if you don't – like if it's a brand-new hat, Everyone knows yeah, that's right. if you wear hats. If you a brand new hat, you put a hat on. You got to get fitted right yep. so you don't look great in your pictures. And this is supposed to be your moment. And obviously, these kids are all on Instagram, so it's got to be a great picture of themselves. So they're thinking, cut out the hat, cut out the hair you know, issue here. And now I just put on a T-shirt. I open the jacket. I show you where I'm going. We all celebrate. I, we take the pictures. I think, I th- I think our off-season uh, – our off-season content can maybe be we do like Nathan for you type stuff, but we do yeah. recruiting announcements for recruits. Is when you and I offer our services on like how you should do it, how you stand out, how where you should do it. You should pull like a, a rope and it, a banner unfurls and confetti falls, and it's mission we should, accomplished. We should start a company for regular people that does announcements where we like build a graphic <laughs> for them. It's like you're gonna go work at Bank of America, you know, at, once you graduate from college. So here's here's your graphic that we made for you. It's like going into investment banking 2021 at Bank of America. It's a like you're writing a check in the picture. Uh, yeah, I mean, just for five hundred bucks, we'll give you a yeah. graphic and uh, and a and we'll we'll and a brand like we'll give you like a hashtag. Yeah. You know what I mean? For a thousand dollars, we'll make a video. Oh, uh, like that? Like a like highly that. produced video, maybe more yep. than a thousand dollars. Yeah, um, 
for for like five thousand dollars we'll try to get like some semi-celebrity to show up at your announcement and mm. <laughs> i don't know dude let's make an instagram titus edits like it, it's just like tipped in, <laughs> it's just like tipped in edits <laughs> we make our I, own dude, graphics it's like it's like the most <laughs> titus not edits it's the most shittily done photoshops ever <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's like, it's like hand drawn logos people like, don't even know the people that you're making them for half the time that's the best <laughs> All right, we'll put, put that into bit. works. I do uh, a handwritten. I, I draw yeah. my own picture of Chet Holmgren. And, Dude, with uh, the Telestrator. You bring the Telestrator back. That's so good. Uh, so real, real quick before we talk to Andy, um, your yeah. thoughts on, on, on Chet Holmgren going to Gonzaga in the sense that uh, Gonzaga, to me, has positioned themselves as – uh, I, th- I think you said the new Duke. You said Drew Timmy feels mm. like Christian Leitner. Yeah. And is Gonzaga the new Duke? Now, they have not won a national title. They lost to Baylor. Um, but the, they still get the number one recruit in the country. They might have the number one pick in the NBA draft in Jalen Suggs. And uh, it, it, there's an embarrassment of riches in Spokane, and yet they have mm. not won a national title. So as, as a hater yourself, as a guy who mm. has hated Duke, as hates the Duke model, um, do you feel like now that now that you landed a guy named Chet, the number one recruit in the country, is this a hateable move for Gonzaga? Where, where does this fall? Do you think Chet, do you think America is going to like Chet Holmgren on Gonzaga? Mm. Are we out on Gonzaga? Where, where is America going to fall in this state? I think America is still. I, I believe that they are still misconstrued a little bit with Gonzaga because I think Gonzaga fans themselves, right, hate Duke, and I think that they believe that, and I understand what they're saying by that. They're like, "We're not Duke. We're we're." We are not about that. We don't use gimmicks to win games. That's not us. And uh, if anything, you guys use gimmicks, would say a Gonzaga fan about North Carolina in the 2017 title game. But you mentioned it. I mean, this guy's name is Chet. He's the number one recruit in the country, and he should be going to Duke. And there's just no doubt about that. And the fact that Drew Timmy is going to probably come back and run it back, that says a lot about that front court that you're going to have a guy named Chet and a guy that strokes his mustache every time he does anything of note. I mean, that is probably the that's most hateable, hateable. That's, that's the hateable. most hateable front court I could think of. I mean, it makes Mo Wagner look like Alonzo Mourning, you know what I mean, in comparison. And so, in general, I think that is a, is a hard place to start for them to not be the new Duke. And if you really think about it in the context of time, you know, Duke in 1990, mm-hmm. you know, is nobody. Duke is mm-hmm. like trying to knock on the door. They've made, I think, you know, two championship games at that point, maybe three. And Coach K, everyone's saying, will he ever get over the hump? Will he ever get over the hump? It does feel like this next year could be 1991 for Gonzaga. They get over the hump. They get their first title. They win one with Chet. It was supposed to happen this year. I thought that Suggs would be their guy, uh, but maybe maybe it's this year. And if they do win the title, Titus, they're officially the new Duke. They're officially – Yeah, they officially they're, are. They're, I, they're not hated yet because they haven't won. Right but now, I think they're, they still they're are hated in a weird – like annoying. That's what, the, we've never been in a position like this as a college basketball community where I, yeah. I, I do think there's there are a lot of people that hate Gonzaga. Mm. And I – but they've never won a national title, and it feels weird. They're, they're a small I, I, I do school. Not, I will say I do not hate them yet. But if they win next yeah. year with Chet, I will hate them. I certainly do not hate them. I, I will. I I badly want Gonzaga to win a national title. I think Me too. It's an awesome story I, for the yeah. the the whole arc of the program. But at the same time, uh, you know, you and I do not represent all of college basketball fans. So mm. the, there does seem to be a contingent of people that are like, "Screw these dudes! I don't want to hear." Like like people are going to be very upset that Gonzaga is going to be ranked number one at some point next year, and they're yes. going to say they're overrated. They're going to say we saw this last year. They they got smoked to Baylor. Like get this team out of my face. They don't play anybody. Like the 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 familiar refrain is going to happen, 
And uh, I just find it interesting because, yeah, now now Gonzaga is, whether they've won a national title or not, they're landing number one recruits in the country. They're landing yeah. five stars regularly. Um, <laughs> and that's interesting to me because no other program is going to catch that much heat without winning a title. But What's interesting to me will be the next five years, which will be, you know, Chet Holmgren, I think, was already a done deal to Gonzaga. After, yeah. You know, without Tommy, like Tommy Lloyd, that, that's already done. What I'm interested in, is what happens when the West Coast is splintered? What happens if Tommy Lloyd is able to actually recruit the same way that he was to Gonzaga, but at a blue blood like Arizona? Because then we have the best rivalry in our new West Coast basketball, you know, uh, universe of sorts, which is the new bloods versus the blue bloods. It is the, it is the epitome of it. It will be Gonzaga versus Arizona. It'll be Tommy Lloyd with the the players like Miles Simon and, J- and Jason Terry and, you know, Richard Jefferson and all those guys, if he can get them to buy in versus Mark Few's FIBA basketball and international basketball and recruiting kids from all over the world. Versus and that Mick is Cronin. Versus Mick Cronin. And Jordan Brand. Yeah. I mean, that is a uh, that is a fun backyard yeah. for you and I when we talk about college basketball. So in general, I'm okay if Gonzaga gets to the point where everyone says they are the Duke and they're the most hated because that means that they're that good. You know, I mean, yeah, right. that's really what it says. So if you're a Gonzaga fan, don't take it as a slight. Take it as a uh, we are officially a powerhouse. I think Gonzaga fans would be okay with it if they win a title. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, 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 exactly. A, that's a bad spot to be in as a fan. We're like, everybody hates my program, and we've never won. Actually won, yeah. What, <laughs> what is weird. happening? And people what, are, how do we get and, and honestly, like, my, there's some people that hate Gonzaga or, like, got more hate because of this year. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, this year kind of – if you were one of the haters that said they never do it, you know, on the big stage this year, kind of, if anything, solidified your belief in that. So yes. there is, uh, they have a lot of unfortunate, like just shade that's going to be thrown their way. And at the end of the day, they live in Spokane. They fly private wherever they want to go. They're going to be okay. They're going to play who they want to play. And if anything, the, the cards and the chips, whatever you want to say, have to fall their way at some point because they're too prepared. They're too good, and they have too much talent. Like, if Drew Timmy does come back and they have Timmy and Chet Holmgren, I haven't even seen Chet Holmgren play that much, but I assume with Drew Timmy, he's going to get a lot of opportunities. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think yes. he's going to probably flourish in those they're, opportunities. They're going to be pretty good. We'll put it that way. To say the least. Yeah. They're going to be pretty good. Uh, all right, let's talk to Andy. Quick break to talk about our friends at Discover. Do you want to hear something amazing? Of course you do. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, folks, with zero limit, none on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all of the places where Discover is accepted, which is 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Our good friend Andy Katz joins us now, uh, two weeks removed from a national championship that all of us swung and missed on, Andy. Um, how, how, first of all, how are you? It's the offseason. We got to do a, 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 just a mental health check-in on, you know, it was, it was a wild run there. We were all, like, watching a lot of basketball and, and a, lot of, uh, a lot of weird vibes inside the bubble. Now it's been two weeks. How are you feeling? What have you been up to? Well, first of all, I was gone for 30 days. Uh, so there's wow. this whole re-entry process, you know, as if I were an astronaut, I'm coming back into the orbit of my family. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> that was, there was a lot of re-entry for that. Uh, the best news of all of it was that my dog Lola remembered me, uh, and she was very excited <laughs> to see me, uh, because I'm the primary dog walker. So, uh, she mm. was walked while I was gone, but at the same time, 
I think she was thrilled to see me. So that's been sort of the main thing. I mean, obviously there's a lot of news going on uh, in college basketball, but I think it's the re-entry phase uh, sort of readjusting to. And Andy, that it makes me, uh, it brings up the next point. How do we talk about the re-entry into the offseason? Because as you know, we did not have an offseason last year, really. We had just like this long waiting period as we got back to college basketball, as we decided if we would be back. So like, can you let Titus and I know what we should be doing in the offseason, in a normal offseason? Because I need a, I need a reminder of sorts. I kind of feel lost here. Well, there is no more normal offseason, it seems. Um, I do think this one is skewed. Uh, and is sort of on steroids because of the freebie year uh, that everyone's getting as seniors. So it's a crazy number in the transfer portal, but I don't think it'll be this wild every year. I think it's because everyone suddenly has this free year. So maybe they put their name in, maybe they want to just play somewhere else for a year, see if they get any offers, any bites, and then they're coming back. Um, I mean, that's what's kind of cool is we've got all these sort of merging things. You've got guys declaring for the draft, the guys returning, uh, to their school, uh, making those announcements, uh, big time recruits saying where they're going and then the transfers of, uh, where they're going to land. Uh, and, and that's going to continue really throughout the spring. The transfers will start to trickle down at some point, but then we'll get into the draft of who's going to stay and who's going to go. Uh, <laughs> although I think for the most part, uh, you know, the big names I think will stay in the draft. Unlike last year, if you remember, because the draft dragged and dragged and dragged, we didn't know when it was going to be. Ultimately, it was in November. You had a lot of players that flirted with it and then immediately sort of decide, you know what? I don't know when this thing's going to happen. I hope there's a college basketball season, so I'm going to go back. I don't think we're going to see that for the most part for the guys that we think are going to be in the first round. Andy, this is our job, and I still feel overwhelmed trying to process all the news. As you said, like Chet Holmgren today announces where he's going. That's news we got to keep an eye on. The coaching mm-hmm. carousel is something we have to keep an eye on. Transfers, and uh, you, you just went through the whole gamut of stuff we got to uh, to monitor. Do you do you think that like as college basketball is shifting? I don't want to say towards a professional league, but certainly the dynamics of what college basketball is is changing to where it's not quite as amateur as it once was we'll put it that way that like there there are more and more wheels of change turning to to put it you know toward towards whatever the future holds my question to you is do you envision a world where maybe there's some sort of deadlines because uh or, or, or some sort of announcement days where it's all cohesive because uh in the past the reason we don't have these deadlines with like recruits announcing or transfers transferring is because that wasn't supposed to be what we cared about, quote unquote. It's like they're, they're students, so students can decide when they want to enroll, when they want to transfer, whenever they want. But it's, man, it's made it so hard for like uh, those of us who cover college basketball to keep track on this. Do you think there will ever be a day where it's like, today is the day, if you haven't committed to where you're going, you, you can't play. I'm sorry. So it's like all, all the announcements are going to happen to like a free agency day, so to speak, and, and per, transfers, recruits, what have you. I hope so. I, I don't know that for sure. And obviously there's a shift away from over-regulating, but I think that would really help everyone uh, to set a date. I mean, look, there are dates for signing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's a signing day or week really in November. I've always thought the one in the spring is way too long. I mean, it's like a month and I don't think you need that long. So I would like that to be shrunk. And I would love to see the transfer portal basically be, maybe it is just one week. Uh, and maybe that's, um, you know, mid-May, late-May, something like that. I mean, because the reality is 
once we get to a more normal time frame, uh, and, and I don't want to, and I'm going to take this from the player perspective. Obviously, the coaches want to know what their roster is going to be. But once we get to where everything starts to sync up more, and the NBA draft, I think, goes back to late June versus late July, uh, I think also because summer school has become such a big deal right now, and getting there early in June, uh, late June, early July for you know getting with your teammates and taking classes and things like that. Uh, I do think that there, you need to know earlier uh, where you're going to go. And so I do think that we're going to see start, I, I would hope at least in 2022, things start to be a little bit earlier uh, in the spring and not push into the summer, um, you know, where all these players are going. I mean, we're sort of seeing that now, but there's still a lot of names out there. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I'm hoping, to your point, that we will get at least some of that, those it's, dates. It's got, it's got to be frustrating, like trying to construct a roster when, you know, like you, you say you, you need a point guard, you sign a point guard, and then the next week uh, uh, some, you know, all-conference caliber point guard says, I'm entering the transfer portal, and you're like, no, hang on a second. <laughs> oh, wait, what? <laughs> you know, and like you want to uh, reverse that. So um, I don't know. I don't know if there's just – I don't know what the answer is because, as I said, like you, you got to be careful. That, that's always the thing with the NCAA. With well, you know, it's interesting – so I, I think it's a great sort of segue of what was going on with there, there was sort of moving pieces here with Chet Holmgren with Gonzaga, Walker Kessler, because Gonzaga thought they were getting Walker Kessler mm-hmm. and then Drew Timmy, um, mm-hmm. who is the th- sort of the third piece. He hasn't officially said what he's doing as we're taping, but I think he's going to return. But Walker Kessler, I do know, was sort of still weighing, OK, is Holmgren definitely coming? is Timmy staying. I don't want to be in a log jam like I was at Carolina. And so he decided I'm not going to wait. I'm going to commit to Auburn where I have another connection. Uh, and so he decided to do that. Yeah, um, another connection for sure. Connection. Yeah, it's some form or fashion. So anyway, but, um, uh, I suppose he's got a summer house in Alabama. But, um, I bet he does. I bet he does. Uh, so, so anyway, you know, like if, if they're to what you're saying, if there are deadlines of where we know – when certain things you could say, okay, my, you know, I got to decide this transfer by this date. Yep. I got to announce my commitment by this date. Uh, I got to decide if I'm going to withdraw from the draft or declare for the draft by this date. So yeah. at least things line up a little bit more, um, which by the way, that would have been quite a, you know, a trio right there. If Kessler decided to go to Gonzaga with Holmgren and what yeah. to be Timmy, but he, he decided not to. Uh, so he's going out all Auburn. Yeah, I can only imagine Walker Kessler going to Gonzaga and then playing behind Chet Holmgren and Drew Timmy. That would uh, <laughs> that would not be very fun for him. Uh, Andy, I had to ask this because I'm getting confused. It seems like every player, like Trent Frazier, is the perfect example of this. First, there's an announcement that says he's going to go test the waters in the NBA. Uh, then there was an announcement that he is like thinking of something else. Like, you know, he had a dream emoji, and that was an announcement. Then the third announcement was he's coming back to Illinois. So, like, how are you keeping up with all the announcements? Because every time I see one, it takes me to the third paragraph to figure out what they're announcing. I know it's an announcement, but it's just so much. There's just so much that goes into it. Well, and he's another great example because, you know, I'm sure he knew, and we all assumed that Iowa was going to declare for the draft. Yep. But probably didn't know that Adam Miller was going to transfer. You know, he was a big piece of that Illinois team, freshman. That was a surprise, I think, to Brad Underwood and everyone. He leaves. Uh, Andre Cabello has said he's, well, I'm assuming he's returning. Yep. So now it the sort of the dynamic changes for Trent Frazier. Like, wait a minute, 
I can be back to sort of when he got there, he was more the guy. Then Io comes in, he takes a back seat. Then Corbello comes in last year and he's kind of taking another back seat. And now he can sort of come back again where, <laughs> wait a minute, it can be me and Andre Corbello. We're the one-two punch in the backcourt and yep. we're the guys. And so now the situation is sort of opened up for him to come back. He doesn't have to even learn any new teammates, new system. Uh, he's not ready for the NBA. And it's just like, it's, it's a good situation for him. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about coaches a little bit because we, we've, we've mentioned how this was a quote-unquote free year for the players. That's what people say is that didn't count against their eligibility. Um, th- there was a thought, at least, I don't know how prevailing it was, but there was a thought this season that uh, this was a free year for a lot of coaches, Andy, that, that given the circumstances <laughs> of the season and how weird it was and all the challenges that had nothing to do with, that, that none of these coaches were prepared for, that they had to uh, to deal with, that uh, you know, maybe athletic directors, whatever, would be a little lenient when it came to 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 making decisions in the spring. In the case of the Miller brothers, we have learned that that is most certainly not the case. Uh, both of them were let go. Are you surprised th- how much the coaching carousel is turning already this offseason, Given what uh, what what we thought coming into the year that it was going to be kind of a a free year. Um, not. Once we had a, a normal, I say normal NCAA tournament in terms yeah. of drama intensity, obviously it was not normal in, in the way it was carried out. But it turns out that last year was that free year you're talking about. Yeah. Where there were a lot of coaches I think probably would have gotten fired, but there was no postseason. There was cost cutting. People were getting furloughed um, and they didn't want to spend the buyout money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were a lot, a lot of these guys, I'll never forget sort of, um, at the time, Martin Germain, who was the uh, BCAD, now he's at UCLA, he kind of had a weird statement about Jim Christian at the time, you know, like the timing's not right because of the pandemic, essentially. In other right. words, we weren't going to fire him because we can't <laughs> afford it right now. Um, and so that saved Jim for this past year. And then obviously he got uh, fired by Pat Kraft, the new AD. But so, yeah, I think that because of this, we had a season uh, there was a lot more movement than I think any of us thought, uh, and some surprising moves. Uh, you know, first of all, we didn't expect John Brennan suddenly to get whacked after two years at Cincinnati yep. and Wes Miller, who was like sort of the, the, uh, you know, the groomsman at the Carolina situation. Mm-hmm. Suddenly he's at Cincinnati, uh, from Greensboro. Uh, obviously Tommy Lloyd getting Arizona is a major deal that probably would not have happened. Well, actually, Tommy, I talked to him last week. You know, he was pretty clear about that. It would not have happened, um, you know, had, uh, you know, the 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 sanctions not happened. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was a newer thing because once the sanctions happened and Arizona had to self-impose a ban, um, you know, this job was going to come open if they could get the money to, to deal with Sean Miller, and they did. Uh, so, um, you know, Tommy Lloyd goes from Gonzaga 31 and one to being the head coach at Arizona. Uh, so that was a bit, you know, the Chris Beard shock is smart. If they don't lose to Abilene Christian, does he still get fired? Maybe, but maybe not. What if Texas carries that run from the big 12 tournament title deep into the NCAA tournament? Uh, now suddenly they lose to Abilene Christian in the first round. He's going to get whacked, but he gets ahead of that and mm-hmm. goes up to Marquette. And then it opens up for Chris Beard who two years ago was playing for the national championship. And now he's got an open bank account to build a staff. That's, you know, two head coaches, uh, the top assistant at Kansas. 
you know, to, to build something in Texas right off the bat. So um, a lot more movement than I think we all thought. Uh, but it certainly has made for quite an interesting last couple of weeks. Well, my follow-up uh, and talking about the coaching carousel then, Andy, is are you surprised at, at how many um, assistants are being hired? This is something that Tate and I talked about when we briefly went over the, uh, the coaching carousel, how crazy it is that Arizona, Indiana, North Carolina, um, I was trying to think of all the other head coaches, but like a lot of these marquee type jobs are opening and they're Wait, going are you to calling Indiana stuff. an assistant. <laughs> Well, I mean, Mike Woodson was an assistant when he was when he was hired. He was hired Te- off in a yeah. Technically, he's got. I, I, I don't mean to I say think of him more as an NBA head coach, but yeah, uh, he's an NBA head coach. Either way, however you slice it, it's like these marquee jobs are being hired by guys who are not college head coaches. They're not being. It's not a like Chris Beard is the one that's different. Like he's the one that went from you know he's mm-hmm. he's a college head coach. He becomes a college head coach at a big time program. Um, and it feels to me, Andy, that like part of this thinking, and maybe it's because I was paying way too much attention to Mike Woodson hired at IU, is uh, people are trying to follow the Jawan Howard model. That certainly seems to be, Tate, you can stop me if you're wrong, like mm-hmm. Hubert Davis. It's like the Jawan Howard. That's like the idea. It's like it's working for Michigan with Jawan Howard. It's the, do- it's the sell now. Yeah, you say that. Yeah. People are like, oh, nice. That's what it is. Andy, yeah. should we be worried, uh, let me though? Say this. Let me say this. More than 50% of the hires so far, whether they're assistant or head coaches, you know, Earl Grant, head coach, college Charleston, he goes to BC, but to your point, assistants, Micah Shrewsbury, Ben Johnson. So that's Purdue and Minnesota yes. assistants, Hubert Davis, you mentioned in Carolina, um, you know, uh, those assistants, what I think what I was going to say is more than 50%, um, you know, have been someone of color. So mm-hmm. uh, predominantly black coaches being hired, which I think is long overdue, but I also would say, that these are coaches who are getting an opportunity. They're qualified. And I do think there is a tidal wave of whether it's Juwan Howard or our current climate say, you know what, we need to go in this direction uh, and, and sort of level it a little bit more. I mean, Nate James, you know, getting the opportunity to Austin mm-hmm. P off the Duke staff. Um, so, you know, I think that's important. And, uh, you know, and, and, and certainly Juwan Howard, I think, is playing a role in that. Um, you know, but, uh, I do think that the trend also is the, the former, the, the NBA connection, right, I think yeah. it's strong, you know, even with Micah Shrewsbury, remember he was with Brad Stevens in the Celtics comes back to college with Purdue and now he's the head coach at Penn state. Uh, so you've got that NBA tie-in that I think they're going to continue to look at as much as possible. Um, or a former player, you know, like two years ago was Jerry Stackhouse. Well, that, I guess th- this is my question. If you're you're an AD at Big State University, uh, we, we don't know which one, but um, and the job comes open. What what is what do you feel like the trend moving forward is the play? Like, what is the number one thing you're looking for? Is it NBA connections? Is it he's in the family? Like he played here. He's he's in whatever. Yeah, I, um, I just don't think it's a cookie cutter because, for example, yeah. um, so Tony Stubblefield going from Oregon assistant to DePaul. Clearly they wanted someone who's got a lot of connections in Nike and, you know, has been there building programs. So that's why they went with Stubblefield. But they also were definitely going to go with, I thought, a black head coach. Um, And in Oklahoma's case, they were surprised by Lon Kruger retiring. And then Porter Mosier didn't go to DePaul or Marquette. Uh, And here he is obviously a hot name. Look what he did at Loyola. Um, and so Joe Castiglione is in that case is saying, okay, who is the sort of hot name? 
who I could get um, and, and bring down to, to Norman. And, and that made sense in terms of landing Porter Mosier. You know, Tommy Lloyd, there's also a connection there. You've got a big booster in Jeff Stevens, who is, it's, it's weird, he's a Gonzaga and Arizona booster, uh, which you don't see too often. Um, and Tommy Lloyd obviously uh, has great uh, credibility, reputation in the West Coast. Uh, I thought initially they were going to definitely go with a former player, the Juwan Howard model, whether that was yeah, Damon yeah. Stoudemire. Uh, whether that was Jason Terry or convince Luke Walton to come out of the NBA or Miles Simon as an assistant or Josh Pastner. Um, but they went with someone who's very familiar on the West Coast, but obviously an assistant, uh, but who's got a great reputation. You're coming, you're going to get sanctions there. So you got to have someone who's got a clean NCAA record uh, right off the bat. I, I just, uh, I'll, I'll put it to bed. I just, my final thought was, uh, I, it was a bummer how, how boring the coaching searches were. I'll put it that way. They're like North Carolina opens up, Roy Williams retires. And I just thought we were going to have content for days. I thought, I thought we were just going to be throwing out names left and right, having so much fun trying to figure out which direction it was going. Uh, Indiana was like halfway fun for me because I talked myself into Brad Stevens, but then the moment Brad Stevens said he was a mass hole, it really wasn't that fun. They called Mike Woodson. Mike Woodson's like, and the same with Arizona. That was like Tommy Lloyd out of the gate. And I was just, I was asking you, cause you're the guy plugged in Andy. Are, are, is, are the days of coaching search is going to be fun again? Because the UCLA coaching search was so much fun when they found yeah. Corona. We love that so much. And we want more of those. We want more yeah. of like, there's a coaching vacancy. I, I, I want to feel we like have, I don't know who's going to walk through that door. Yes. Well, I, yes. I will say this. I still say, I still think, even though I think they'll stay within their tree, um, I, I'm still fascinated to see what Syracuse and Duke are going to do. Cause yeah. that's going to happen within the next few years. Yeah. Um, because there's not a no-brainer candidate. Um, I mean, if they say it's Jerry McNamara or or Adrian Autry or even Mike Hopkins coming back, okay, that makes sense. But I wouldn't rank them in one, two, three in any order right now. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Um, and a Duke, you know, is there a no-brainer? No. I mean, it could be – could it be Shire? Could it be Capel? Could it be, you know, Bray? I don't think so. But could it be Chris Collins? You know, Wojo getting fired doesn't help his case. Um you know, is it someone we're not thinking about? Is it Johnny Dawkins? Is it Tommy Amaker? Quinn I mean, Snyder. I think that, you know, the power rankings or who that's going to be is going to be really intriguing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's Coach K forever. I think he never leaves. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we let you go, Andy, we get, we got to do a little tear talk because that's, okay. uh, that's that's how we were introduced to you was with with the tear <laughs> talk that became a staple on the show. And we're not, we're not, uh, we got to give the people what, what they've come to know and love from yes. you, uh, even in the off season. So, um, I don't know how to frame it way too early. Andy cats tear talk, whatever <laughs> it is. Uh, Chet Holmgren announces today he's going to Gonzaga that puts Gonzaga in the mix. Actually, I, I, I'm looking right now. I have, I have your way too early as of today. Way too, way, way, way too early. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You mean my adjusted one? Yeah, yeah. This is adjusted. You have one. Adjusted. my adjusted one. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you have. And UCLA. this is not public. This is for your viewing. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So you have UCLA, UCLA at number one. We, we love that. That is uh, admitted, Andy. That's just like a brand play. That's just like yeah. a you are throwing well, your name. Behind I just you. say this as we're taping. Johnny Juzang, Jaime Hawkins, Tiger Campbell. They're yeah. still there. Yeah, that's true. Peyton yeah. Watson's coming in too. They're going to be good. So as of now. They have the most experience at the top. All right. All right. I um, like that. You have Villanova at two, Gonzaga at three, yada, yada, yada. Michigan at four. Who cares? My, my question is, so you have Baylor at 10. And I wanted to talk about this because Baylor obviously <laughs> won the national teams, championship. You have 10 teams, Andy? <laughs> yeah. 
I tried to provide content for you. I love no, it. I don't know what to do with Baylor. No, I don't no, know what to do with Baylor. Well, this is my question: Is um, now that Scott Drew has won a national title, can we finally start giving him the the? I mean, th- this is the ultimate show of respect: is that you go into a new season and and you say, "I don't care what he has, I trust Scott Drew." And it feels like you're not there yet, Andy. You put no, no, Baylor in, shouldn't they be like fifth? Well, the, yeah, uh, look, they were higher up in the one right after the Final Four. Um, but you're looking at losing Mitchell, Butler, Teague. Um, and, but I'm going to give them the respect. I have no idea what the roster is going to look like. They don't probably know what the roster is going to look like. And I'm sure they're going to mine the transfer portal just like they did a couple of years ago. So, um, I'm giving them respect by just keeping them in some form or fashion in the top 10 without having any idea what that roster is going to look like. Mm. Okay. Mm. Respect. Is, I like that. Is, is, is that good enough, Tate? I think so. I mean, I think if Scott Drew's at least mentioned, that's a win for everybody, you know, especially in the offseason. And I will say, like, we're used to the offseason being like Duke and Kentucky winning the offseason because they get the top flight recruits. And that yeah. is a bygone era now. Now it's who's going to win the transfer portal, who's going to win, you know, like all these different side deals of convincing guys to come back and play one more year or even Mississippi State, for example. Like they're building a super team built of superstar transfers like Garrison Brooks. And I just saw they got uh, Jeffries from uh, from from Memphis yep, as well. Memphis. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's and Brad Davison coming back to Wisconsin. <laughs> Brad Davison coming back to Wisconsin. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Make it oh, stop, man. Andy. <laughs> do you do you Andy give us uh just give us some hope and optimism heading into the offseason do we feel like college basketball is in a good spot overall do we feel do we feel good about where we're at we're, we, we yes, survived the pandemic we had such a great tournament not a great final although not a great competitive final but it was um obviously we celebrated how good Baylor was I mean that was a clinic and you know then take a step back and appreciate what Gonzaga did for 31 and one But just, I mean, the fact that we're two weeks out and Chet Holmgren's announcement can be a dominating story uh, on a Monday, um, that's obviously good news. Uh, I think that these, you know, where these transfers land will be positive. Um, Even Jalen Suggs, you know, announcing hours later that he's going to stay in the draft, that brings back up college basketball, the shot, Mm -hmm. block, the pass. Um, you're going to have to, guys, you're going to have to educate me on what this NFT is. I'm trying to learn <laughs> what he was posting, uh, what it means. Is it a hologram? Is it not a hologram? It's, it's, it's a token. It? It's a is token. It's a non-fungible token. Is it Bitcoin? <laughs> Can I use it to buy something? I don't know. Uh, does it have stock value? I'm trying to figure all this <laughs> out. Stock value. Um, you know, can I shop with with a Suggs coin? I don't know. So um, these are kind of things that I'm just trying to, to wrap my head around. Here's but, what we uh, know. If, it, good. if an NFT can help with recruiting, Bruce Pearl is going to figure it out. And, yes, uh, character counts. Also, I feel like, and if the internet loves it, Eric Musselman is going to figure it out. So let's keep, <laughs> keep an eye on those two guys. And Sister Jean. She'll figure <laughs> it out Jean. too. Uh, I, I love, by the way, I love the... Uh, uh, that I was a small part in the Duffies of yes, setting up, yeah. um, you know, the media award and that Bruce Pearl won it from a ditch, um, you know, screaming into the cell phone, uh, <laughs> the character counts. Yeah. We, 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 yeah, full, full disclosure, we were going to have Andy present the award for uh, excellence in journalism and he found out he wasn't going to win and he, he, he refused. He said, no, he's like, I'm not coming to your award show to lose to Bruce Pearl. Hell no. <laughs> Thank you so much, Andy, for uh, for making some time for us in the offseason. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Andy.
Quick break to get aware from our sponsor, Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. We're also brought to you by our friends at Edmunds. Buying or selling a car is one of the biggest purchasing decisions you can make. Edmunds has been taking the stress out of the entire car shopping process for over 50 years. At Edmunds, they know cars. Over 50 years of car shopping advice and price guidance so you can shop more confidently. The Edmunds vehicle testing team is one of the largest in the industry. You can read in-depth reviews for almost every make and model or quick reference top rated list for each car segment so you can find the right car for you. Edmunds gives you the resources for every part of the process of buying or selling your car. You can use the online tools to build your budget or calculate your financing options. You can get free online appraisal for your car in under one minute with options for real cash offers from participating dealerships no personal information required for that whether you're just browsing or know exactly what you want Edmonds gives you the extra boost of confidence with expert car reviews accurate pricing free appraisals millions of listings and more visit edmunds.com to get started for cars there's Edmonds. back to tyson tate all right if you haven't been paying attention to uh what's going on in the soccer world neither have i really tate but i, I kind of <laughs> got the grasp the, the gist i'm sorry of uh of what's going on um which is basically all the, there are a handful of franchises that, 12 yes that mm-hmm. that matter in european soccer and they are now forming a super league uh where they they usually there's all the teams in england or in britain uh play each other and then all the teams in spain play each other all the teams in germany and then at the end of the year or throughout the year, there's the Champions League where all the best teams that have qualified from those leagues then meet. These teams were saying, we are the richest. We are the teams that people care about. To hell with your qualifying. We are yep. just going to create our own Super League. Uh, this is this is completely blown up the soccer world. I mean, honestly, there, there's that that uh, the structure that exists within soccer has has been t- turned on its head. Uh, the, the UEFA people are coming out and the FIFA people are coming out and saying that you, you the, anybody that plays in this is going to be ineligible for the World Cup, for the Euros. Yeah. Um, they're losing their minds over this. But the reason it's relevant to us as college basketball fans is that it, it the parallels are eerie. The, the, mm-hmm. As we said at the top, uh, if there's one sport in the world more corrupt than college bo- football or college basketball, it is soccer. So I'm watching this and saying this is very feasible in the sport that I love, college basketball, something like this. Also, this whole Super League has been born out of basically a a rift in philosophies, Tate, which is one philosophy says we are professional franchises. Uh, We are professional clubs. I'm sorry. They're talking about uh, soccer. It's clubs. Um, We are professional clubs. It is our duty to make as much money as possible and to hell with everything else. I do not care about West Bromwich Albion. If I am Manchester United, Mm -hmm. I care about Manchester United. I care about making a shit ton of money and they can kiss my ass. If they don't like it, those little peasants down there, I want to make a ton of money. The other side is that the whole reason soccer is the greatest sport in the world to, to so many people. It is the most popular sport by far in the world is because of the grassroots movement of the, the, the idea that, that, um, there are so many teams out there of the little guys, like the, the tradition is what makes it awesome. And that certainly applies to college basketball because we mm-hmm. have entered Tate, this, uh, this watershed moment, as you said, where like the, the 
the old era of amateurism is starting to shed its skin a little bit. And we're, mm. we don't know what the new era is going to look like. They're not going to be full on pros, but it certainly feels like the, the winds of change are blowing. Should we and, call them uh, the Jackie Moons? Because we're yes, getting into semi-pro, semi-pro. Range here. Yeah. But, but the same sort of conversations that happen in college basketball are similar to what the conversations are happening at the Super League, which is like, you can't pay these players because then what happens to the Davidsons of the world? What happens mm. to the, you know, and the big... The, yeah, like, the Davidson is Leicester City in this example, yes. Yes, what happens to, to IUPUI? Uh, mm. I, IPFW has beaten Indiana two of the last three times they played, Tate. What yeah. happens if now the, the, the system changes? I, IPFW will never have a chance to beat Indiana ever again. And Indiana fans are like, yeah, good. That's the whole point. That's <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, that's what we signed up for. <laughs> so uh, Tate and I are certainly monitoring this situation with the yeah. Super League, uh, a favorite phrase of ours, because, uh, I mean, in all honesty, this, this, is, this is always at play. with like we, we saw it already with conference realignment. Like we yeah. saw with the, the ACC tried to. And Big this, Ten. this is not something shocking. And when you really think about you, you mentioned the structures being so similar. I mean, the FIFA and UEFA, they are the NCAA in the sense that they have these tournaments and things that they run that are basically supplied by what is already the infrastructure in place. And then now they're coming out and saying, well, you can independently operate. This would be. Yep. Like if, you know, the ACC's teams and the Big Ten's teams got together and said, we're just going to have our own tournament at the end of the year and decide who is the national champion. The other reason this is beautiful is that like Blue Bloods are already the discussion in, yes. in college basketball. People love talking about mm-hmm. which programs are Blue Bloods and which ones aren't. I feel like this is the end of the Blue Blood conversation. Like yep. be done with Blue Bloods. I don't care about your Blue Bloods. I care about your Super League. Your super. Are you a Super League team or not? Are you, are you, <laughs> are, are are you, you are. a Super? Are you a Super? Like <laughs> It's as it. simple as that. I don't care if you're a blue blood. What does that even mean anymore? Let's put yeah. it in terms I understand. Mm-hmm. Is Arizona a super? That's no. what I need to know. No. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe one oh. day. Maybe if Tommy Lloyd brings it back, so, we'll see. <laughs> here's what we're doing today. We're drafting our own super leagues. All right. Um, you, how, how do we determine who got first pick? You, you won first pick, but you're yeah. you don't want it. Explain I, this. What's going I, on? So I won first pick, but again, you know, it's one of those things where there is no criteria with the Super League because, look, to give you a perfect example of this, uh, you know, th- there was a time when the Super League, the actual Super League was being formed that Manchester United and Juventus had told the UEFA president that they were not going to join. And <laughs> the, the UEFA president was like, I'm good. We, we got man. Basically, the idea is like if we keep Man U out, right, like that's enough for us to, to kind of have the cachet here. And then they announced the 12 teams, and obviously Manchester United is one of the 12 teams. The idea is that they're going to add three more teams. There are two teams that are outstanding that you you suspect would join the Super League. That is PSG. There are mm-hmm. no French teams. Uh, and then Bayern Munich in Bayern Germany. Munich. There are yep. no Germany teams. So that gets you to 14. Then there's one more spot that they're going to fill. And then the next five spots are going to be qualified for every single year. So that's kind of how the structure works. So you and I are going to do our 12. We're, yep. going, to, we're going to draft our original 12. And then maybe we'll throw in what we think could be the we'll next throw, three. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure yeah. it out. But for but the, for but, but for the, the purposes of the draft, we're just going to do 12. We're going to do 12. So uh, you want me to go first? Because you don't want to go first. I don't want to go first because I, I the criteria is too outlandish. And, like, I have my own personal pride. You know, I know who I would pick first. You know what I mean? But – I, I know that I also have the business interests of, you know, the 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 five behind me and they're yelling at me and they're saying we need the money maker. So it can't be your heart. So that's why I didn't want to go first. So I'll let you go first. Are we doing snake? Yeah, we should no, do snake. 
Should or we do, do snake? Do alternate. Which let's one? Do, let's just do alternate. Let's, let's do, just do alternate. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. All right. Well, are you ready? I, mean, I, I, I gave you every opportunity. Yeah, let's just start it. But I gave yeah. you every opportunity. You had the I, first pick. I uh, want you. I want you to do it. You didn't want it. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'm taking North Carolina first. Oh, no. no, no. I'm doing it. They're going to kill you. They're going to kill you. Whoever's running the Super League, they're like, that was not the money-making move there. That That is the money-making move. You have Michael Jordan. You have – Please. I mean, I don't need to. I don't need to explain to you, Tate. I I don't understand. I gave you every opportunity. I said maybe I, I, maybe I just want you to explain it. Maybe that's why. Uh, uh, all right. So North Carolina. No, North there. Carolina. Also, if you look up, look up as I did the the biggest uh, markets, television markets for college basketball. Like the state of North Carolina is always has like multiple cities on the list. Charlotte's always mm. big. Raleigh's always big. Greensboro. Greensboro. Yeah. Um. I'll, I'll down, on down the line, woman. Like the whole state. If you put North Carolina, North Carolina is 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 a money maker. I don't have to explain it to you. Duh. Yeah, that's All easy. Right. I it's love a no that. brainer. All right, well, no-brainer. look, you heard it here first on the show, folks. Uh, Mark Titus in the Super League, North Carolina, number one pick. I, number one I pick. Like, I feel like it has more cachet if you make the pick. I guess that's what I should. Yeah, say. That, that's so what I, you want me to do. I'll do it then. There you it go. Does, it does North feel Carolina. good. All right, so the number two pick for me, and again, my Super League is all about what the normal Super League is all about, which is money. De Niro. Mm-hmm. I am all about the cash. So I looked at all the athletic department's revenue uh, since 2020, and that is how I am picking my college basketball Super League. So my number one pick, a.k.a. the number two pick, this is uh, my Chet Holmgren, per se, is your Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, $56 million uh, that they brought in. That is my top revenue earner for my Super League. I want Big Blue Nation on my back. I want the Wildcats. I want Calipari telling every kid why he can only get the right and proper exposure at Kentucky. Uh, I, I, I'm all about it. Let's sign me up. Uh, Kentucky, you're in the Super League. Well, I was definitely going to I, – I, I saw this playing out the exact opposite. I thought you were going to take Carolina. I had Kentucky number one on my big board for after you I take love Carolina. This. I love this. And uh, So mark did, them off. You let me go first, so I take Carolina. <laughs> so there you go. Um. All right, if, if I'm taking Carolina, I have to take Duke. So Duke's my number two pick wow. because I think I'm just trying to preserve the rivalry. I'm trying to – it wouldn't be much of a Super League if you didn't have the Carolina-Duke rivalry to just yes. yeah, the, hype up need, every time. That, we need ESPN to, to constantly show the graphic, you know yes. what I mean, where they're the exact same score based on this certain time and date. Yeah, we need that. So I'm putting Duke in there. Uh, they're, they're now going to play like nine times a season, I think. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I mean, seven times. I think a seven-game series throughout the season <laughs> throughout is the what season. everyone wants. Yeah, that's the Super League I want to be in. But uh, I have to take Duke because if you took Duke, uh, that would just blow up. That, that, that would be they, – they have to be together. They, they yes. must be together. So I'm yes. taking Duke to preserve uh, that. So there you so, go. So right now, uh, yeah, Duke and North Carolina are in your Super League. Are we are we building 12 separately, right? That's what's happening? Or are we building 12 together? What do you mean? Like, I just can't draft. I can't draft North Carolina and Duke now, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 12, okay. sir. Yes, exactly. That was the, that was the point. I, that's why I took Duke because I didn't want you to take Duke. Then exactly. Exactly. I got you. I got you. All right. Well, here we go. My number two pick, uh, the Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, oh, this no. Is, yeah, this no. is close, close to your heart. Uh, again, the the number that I'm getting is $38 million uh, in revenue for the basketball program. Uh, we need that money. Uh, we need the Hoosier State. We need the identity of, you know, grassroots basketball. We need Hoosiers, um, you know, and we love Mike Woodson because, you know, as America has said to us, 
He's not going to be a good recruiter, even though all Dude, he's done is recruit from day he one. He is killing it. And win. Shout out Mike Woodson. Win. Absolutely killing it. Yeah, so we need that kind of energy in my Super League. I need NBA experience. Uh, I need great recruiters, and I need great basketball minds. And that's what Mike Woodson is. So I'm going to take the Hoosiers uh, into my Super League. And, Dude. Uh, bada boom, bada bing. There we go. And you just saved the Indiana-Kentucky rivalry with one yes. loop. Look at that. Yes. It's back yes. on. Exactly. Um, I'm taking I'm, – I'm just only going to take ACC teams. I'm taking – Wouldn't that be hilarious? My, my 12 picks were like 12 teams from the Big Ten. I'm just hoping that you're taking out. Syracuse. That's uh, like, that's the only ACC team uh, I'm putting up. Uh, this one's tough because – oh, my God. I have, to, I have to think about this because I have – I have my big board. I have number four, number five, both available. And number four, it, it feels like you're supposed to take number four. That's how the big board mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. But I feel like number five is the value play. Screw it. I'm taking number five, UCLA. Oh, wow. I'm taking UCLA. Give me UCLA. I need a West Coast representative, the Jordan brand. I need uh, the, 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 the hottest team in the mm. country. Big Cronin. The hottest program in the country is UCLA. Everyone knows it. And uh, I, I need them on board in Los Angeles. The, the, the whole it, it makes too much sense. Mm-hmm. I need UCLA. Uh, uh, apologies to Kansas fans, but it had to be done. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm upset about losing UCLA. But I will say in my board, uh, my rule was for my Super League that no teams from the West Coast could be in the Super League. Uh, and <laughs> UCLA uh, was my PSG. Uh, they were the team UCLA that I would let in. They were my PSG. Uh, I was going to let them back in, but uh, yeah, you took them off. The I was course. worried. I, I know how highly you think of UCLA. That yes. I was worried. That that's what I mean. Like I think I wanted to take Kansas, but I it would break my heart in half if you would have well, taken UCLA. You, you already know what the answer is to what I got here. Kansas yeah. will be my pick. Yeah. Uh, the Jayhawks talked about Dr. James Naismith. Talk about Fog Allen. Talk about. You know, just the idea of Lawrence, Kansas, you know, there's no place like home, uh, Kansas, the lore of the state in general, and it's a basketball place. Uh, it is the best home court advantage, Allen Fieldhouse, in my opinion, in the country. Um, so I'm and $34 million. Again, this is all about money. That's all we care about when we talk about Super League. So $34 million Kansas brought in, uh, according to my research. So I like that. I like that as a as a team that we need, and we need Adidas. You know, at the end of the day, Ooh, we that's need a good point. So you do need Adidas involved. We need them. Damn it, we need them. <laughs> well, that makes me wonder if I need to get Adidas involved. Oh next wow! Pick, if you know what I'm saying here. Hmm. Hmm. But the three ACC teams. I don't think it matters. It I doesn't. don't think it matters. It's a Super League. It's a it Super League. There, you, you, there's no such thing as ACC. There are six eight. teams from the Premier League that are in the Super League. You know? You're absolutely so, right. So half of the Super League is from the Premier League. You're absolutely right. You're talking about you're talking about big uh, big money spenders. You're talking yes. about uh, programs that that tradition. have pockets mm-hmm. and tradition, everything else. Lock me in at number four with the Louisville Cardinals. Wow, this is this That's, is a that was my dark horse pick. I yes. hate this. Uh, I needed this. I wanted Kentucky Louisville. I, I, have I, need, I needed back. to beat Duke Carolina with Kentucky Louisville. That was my big plan. I shouldn't have jumped to Kansas. Big mistake. If you're thinking Adidas, you got to go Louisville. Uh, uh, so I'm going Louisville. On top of that, they are Louisville for how many years is in a row? Almost 20. That uh, They are the number one college basketball media market. That, that more people are watching college basketball in the city of Louisville, Kentucky, than anywhere else say. in this country. Yeah. Uh, and for that reason, I feel good about my pick. That's a great pick at number four. 
Yeah, I think that was solid. I just feel uh, weird about three ACC teams, but I don't think it matters. I will say that Louisville will not be in the ACC. They will be in the Super League. Uh, yeah. If they can jump up to any other league, they will. That's what they do. Chris Mack is the only reservation I have with Louisville, but you know we can talk about that off air. Uh, here we go. Uh, for me, my next pick, this is going to come close to your heart. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to pivot. This is not going to come close to your heart. It's going to come close to a lot of Magic Johnson's fans' hearts. I'm going to take Michigan State. Whoa! The Spartans uh, from the Big Ten. Uh, they made $29 million uh, in their basketball department, so we'll take that cash in. We'll, we'll add it in. Our first Big Ten team, the first splash in the Midwest. Again, we bring in Magic Johnson. We have, you know, the allure of, you know, we are college basketball. We are for the people of Michigan, and we have – I think a better coach than Coach K. Many people say that Tom Izzo. So um, I'll take Michigan State. Wow, wow, that is uh, you're you're taking. All right, I got to write this down so I know. <laughs> Man, I feel like the draft has officially started because boy, <laughs> there's a lot of different directions I want to go with this thing. Michigan mm. State. I thought Michigan State would be there. I'll be honest. I really thought Michigan State would be there. Um, okay, so I have. I have three ACC and UCLA, basically. I need I need a – I mean, Louisville is not really ACC footprint, per se. Kentucky, mm. that's more mm. – we're starting to get into the Midwest. But I need I need a middle America team, man. I need – That's boy, my Kansas. To, I know. I'm hurting in that regard. I need mm. – you know what I need is Northeast. Um, Don't do it. Boy, Villanova fans are going to be mad oh, at me. Okay. All right. They're going to be mad at me. It's not Villanova. All right. That good. is not my Northeast team. Good. It is UConn. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I like UConn. I like I UConn like, too. UConn like, was on my list. I like UConn to be my Big East representative. My That's not to say I think UConn's program is better than Villanova's because Villanova mm. dominates the Big East. It's just that uh, – I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking of the – you're thinking of the money. You're thinking of the actual success. I'm well, thinking that, of the that's, that's the Super League. It's not what I'm, I'm thinking. thinking. The, that's just how the Super League works. You I'm know, thinking of the splashy money. announcement. I'm thinking mm. of like I see UConn involved in anything. I don't know what it is. It just yeah. I, I, my mind East. goes <laughs> my mind goes back to old Big East, and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. So uh, put me down for UConn as my I like number, that. Was that five pick? All right. I like that. So now I'm on my number five pick. Uh, as I kind of running through the Rolodex here, I'm looking at my budgets and, uh, you know, the fighting Illini uh, are up there that they're trying to fight mm-hmm. for my attention. Uh, $28 million. I, I love the tradition at Illinois, but man, I, I really don't. I think this might be a shocker and I don't want to do this, but I think I have to do this because I think that they are officially a basketball school. I'm going to own the state of Michigan. So I'm going to add the Michigan Wolverines uh, to my, to my league. Uh, I want Juwan Howard. I want the school of Michigan. I want all the alumnus across all the world from Michigan that act like they watch Michigan basketball to say that they're watching the super league. Uh, They made $25 million, you know, in basketball in 2019. That's what the numbers are telling me. So, I like I like all the upside of Michigan. I like that football is dead at that school. It's definitely a basketball school now, and uh, I'm going to bring them into the Super League. And I don't, I don't think people are going to like it either. I really uh, it has to happen. I really thought you were taking Ohio State, and I, 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 I was not happy about it. The way I was thinking about it, but I took Michigan because of Jawan Howard. So <laughs> I I am taking Ohio State immediately after okay. your solely because you took Michigan, and I don't mm. want history to reflect that Michigan was taken like eight way spots way before Ohio State. Yeah, way State before. Yeah. So it was back-to-back picks. It was a coin flip. 
your your coin flip to Michigan. The only reason you took Michigan is because you already had Michigan State. Everyone knows it. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I'm taking Ohio State. I'm taking put, put, give me Ohio State, the the premier athletic department in this country. We are not a football school. We are not a basketball school. We are not a women's basketball school. We are an everything school. And uh, yeah, the whole state of Ohio is tuned in. If 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 Ohio, <laughs> if I Ohio State played anything. They're watching, Ohio so. State thirty million dollars uh, that they made. What was uh, what was Michigan? Michigan was uh, twenty five. Huh. So, hmm. Huh. I, I look. Huh. You know, this was huh. a move. This is a move made for Jawan Howard, which we think is worth around that you know ten million <laughs> uh, that we're talking about. Uh, all right, that's good. I feel good about that. Uh, next up for me, I'm going to take the Wildcats of Villanova. You already brought them up. Yeah. Um, I'm sad Vill- about that. Villanova for me is the UConn pick for you. I think where it's yeah. like I see that V. I get fired up. I think of Jay Wright in the pinstripe suits. I think about the fact that. You know, they've won, you know, the 2016 championship, 2018 championship. They're all, you know, th- these are all recent types of championship dynasty type teams. I think there's still more in the tank at Villanova. I like what they have coming back next year. They're going to be a top five team. So I think Villanova just has to be in there. And I, and I also think when Villanova announces that they're coming to the Super League, it gets the moral authority, you know, behind it. Like, like, yeah. like oh, Villanova's going to do it. Well, it must be okay then. So we're bringing in Jay Wright. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. There's like like Jay Wright and Tony Bennett collectively represent. I mean, good I saw morality. The, the good yeah. morality. I saw people. Uh, was it Jordan Sperber? Yeah, it was. Uh, today, um, put together a, a, a compilation of all the new oh, coaches yeah. in college basketball, saying they're <laughs> going to do things the right way. Yes. And I don't feel like it's a coincidence that Jay Wright is named Jay Wright. You know, I feel like everyone. What yeah. they're really saying is we're going to do it the Jay Wright way. Yeah, it's, it's not he, the Jay wrong just, way. Yeah. He just represents like. Oh, if Jay Wright does it, then it must be it must be okay. So yeah, I that's a good pick. I wanted Villanova and UConn, I'm gonna be honest. Just I I was I had I honestly had Villanova higher on my big board, but I was looking at UConn and I just like there's some UConn is just the sexiest. Mm. The sexiest. The, the sexiest not I'm just gonna stop the sentence right there. UConn is the sexiest. <laughs> I see I see UConn, I can't resist. I got I gotta take him. <laughs> um all right. Dan Harley right. loved that. Yeah. <laughs> Can we clip that and send it to you guys? <laughs> I want to see that a a, a hype video. You got yeah. put together going into the yeah, that is, yeah, that's their kick out for the season. Just me mumbling. You kind of the sexiest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dude. All right. Uh, I got I got to start thinking about footprint. Unlike you, I want the entire country represented. Mm. I want a full coast to coast. The sun never sets on my Super League. Um, I want everybody involved in this. So I'm trying to think of who I'm missing. I don't have any big 12 teams. I don't have any SEC teams, but Kentucky is so much better than everyone else. That mm. that stuff. Uh, all right. I'm going to do this. Let me go with the big 12 footprint. I'm, I'm taking Texas. Chris Beard is the new coach this time. Mm. It's going to work. Um, Texas, as we know, everyone feels like it is a premier job in college basketball. It is definitely a better job than Indiana as all the national pundits let us know the moment that the job came open. Um, one of them being Andy Katz, by the way. I let that man off the hook. I should have. Yeah, we should have brought gone. I should have brought that up. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, Texas. Texas is a behemoth. Texas is like Ohio State in that it is a football school, but at the same time, it is it is the premier institution in a state with a ton of people. Texas is obviously bigger than Ohio, but uh, it is the premier institution and in a lot of ways. It's not. It's a football school only because it is an everything school. Mm-hmm. and similar to North Carolina, you know, that's, that's kind of <laughs> where we are too. But uh, there are other major schools in the state of Texas, but people, 
by and large in the state of Texas don't give a damn. Baylor just won the national title. And I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, m- far more people in Texas. We're talking about Texas Chris fans. Beard. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about Chris Beard. And that'll be the offseason stories. And whoever <laughs> Chris Beard gets in the transfer portal, Mac McClung comes with them. Mm-hmm. That'll be the story. And people will be scratching their head about how good Baylor will be next year. We don't really know. But Texas is going to be really good, folks. Watch out for Texas. And all the Baylor fans will be like, we, we won the damn national title. Like, what do you mean watch out for Texas? Yeah. What are you talking don't watch about? Out. Yeah, don't watch out so, for Texas. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking Texas. Give me Texas. Uh, Texas, $20 million that they made. So that's a good pick as far as like the Super League money purposes. Uh, wow. This is going to be, uh, I think, a shocker, but I think it has to be done. They are a national championship program. I have told America that they are a basketball school for quite some time. They are ran by the bus that cannot be stopped. And that is your no! Razorbacks. No. Uh, $25 oh, no! million dollars that oh. they brought in the last time we checked. And uh, when you Dude. think about, you, you talked about the Southwest. You said, I'm not touching that territory. I had a plan. No, I was touching that territory. The, the, I wanted the Southwest, to touch it. The Southwest <laughs> will be owned by the must bus. We will be taking trips uh, to every state that does not have us. Uh, and we will be there. Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited for the must bus to get rolling. So the, Dude. Arkansas is in the, in the Super League, officially in. No, we have I didn't Kansas say. And we have Arkansas. I didn't say I wasn't going to touch the Southwest. In fact, it's the exact opposite. No, that. I said you. You said I wasn't going to touch. Oh, it. I That's thought you. I, 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 I knew I was coming to touch it. That's all. I, I want a team in the South, but boy, you're really you're screwing me here. You took Kentucky and Arkansas. Now I don't. Mm. I mean, mm. oh, this is like. Uh, what pick are we on, by the way? How many do we have here? Four. We have one, two, three, four, five to go each. Okay. Um. So That's I'm, right. all right. Perfect. Boy, this is this is a dicey situation here. I feel like you took Arkansas. Fuck, dude. I don't love that. Um, I mean, North Carolina's in the South, right? Yes. I guess that counts. So we got mm-hmm. North Carolina and Duke. Maybe I'll just like. Yeah, I think you just ride those. That's pretty much get the like best. NC That's State. the best. No. I throw no, NC State no, in the mix no. and like tell NC State fans you have to represent the entire South. Well, like, <laughs> Let me just tell you this. North Carolina fans celebrate when they see that they're the first pick in the Super League. They celebrate that Duke is in the Super League as well so that they can play them. But as soon as you invite NC State to the party, both those parties say, ah, the Super <laughs> League's not that super. <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. I got to lock in here. Figure this out. I'm doing uh, – I got to go with my big board here. The the the, the team that the, – the, the best available I'm, – I'm in best available mode. I'm in auto-jack yeah. mode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Same. I am taking best available Gonzaga. I know they have no national titles. We wow. already talked about it on the show. Wow. But they, that's, they land five stars. That's they that's, almost went undefeated this year. They and plus I think I think we need like a smaller brand. I think like we need an mm. underdog. And Gonzaga can maybe go back to being an underdog. You know, like they're yeah. they've ascended to we, we were talking about at the start of the show. They're how top they're, they're kind of yeah. hated now, but they joined the Super League. They are going to be underdogs again. All of the stuff about how they don't play anybody goes away. Um, and and yeah, I, I, I Gonzaga works for me. I'm taking Gonzaga. I like that. I like that. Uh, you speak of underdogs. And uh, when I think of underdogs, I think of an underdog who went from the bottom of bottoms that lost to a 16 seed and then rose up and was able to win and claim a national championship. And that is why not only am I bringing Jay Wright into the Super League, I am also bringing the young dashing charming whatever term you want to use tony bennett and his virginia Mm. cavaliers welcome to the super league uh we need some representation for the acc we know that we lost duke in north carolina but we are very happy to welcome tony bennett's team to the super league uh you guys are the face of the acc right now so we will 
ride you guys all, right. all the way to the top. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I can't it. wait. I love my Super League. I love my coaches that I have. I uh, I, I feel good about yeah, this. Let me see we got here, Musk. Look. We got Jay Wright. We got Tony Bennett. We got Bill Self. Uh, Dewan Howard, Mike Woodson, John yeah, Dewan Howard. Come on. All right, you got a good league going. All right, let me see here. Uh, we got we to gotta pivot. We need a big, splashy move here. We got to do something. And uh, we're getting down to the – dude, must – you taking Arkansas really messed me up because that was going to be my – That was your – yeah, that, I'm sorry about that. That was – that to me kind of – as I was looking at the budgets, I'm like, they got too much money, and I love this basketball school. All right, that was where my, are we at? That was my value pick that I thought you would never see coming, and I would I would take that, and that would be awesome. Damn it. Um. I guess I'm just going to be the West Coast guy. This is going to be a heavy West Coast, mm. but I but I like the rivalry aspect here with Gonzaga and UCLA both. There's a lot of mix in there. There's um, – yeah, screw it. Let's do it. I'm taking Arizona. No, I like that. Arizona, $24 million. Uh, definitely a powerhouse on the West Coast. Arizona was the only – I put on my list, only West Coast team that we will look at uh, outside of PSG. Really? UCLA. Yeah, it was UCLA was PSG that obviously is going to oh, get so you added. Can't, you can't they're going to get added once we get to the 15. But uh, Arizona was the only other team under consideration. Now they're off the board. Apologies to the West Coast. No, no I mean, listen, I might, I might not be done. I, uh, Yo, I'm a West yeah. Coast guy. I always have okay. been. Okay. All right. um, everyone knows like it. it. <laughs> everyone. Boy, the, the, it, every time we do one of these drafts, like this is why I could never be an NBA GM because like the moment <laughs> you, like your plan, you have your big board fleshed out and you're like, yeah. all right, so we're doing 12 picks. So I'll just like write down like 15. <laughs> you know, <laughs> And then you start taking ones on my big board. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, you start looking down. You're like, what do we do? And then you panic. And this is an example of me panicking because my next pick is going to be your Maryland Terrapins, and uh, <laughs> yes, yes, I understand that some people may laugh or scoff at the idea of the Maryland Terrapins, but again, they made twenty-three million dollars the last time that they counted, and they have Under Armour, they have a brand, uh, they have a state that's filled with basketball talent. Obviously, with Baltimore being there, and you talk about Dunbar High School and things like that, so. I believe that the Maryland Terrapins are going to bring something to the Super League. We give them the advantage that they've needed the entire time. Maryland's coming in, but Maryland has to do a rebrand. That's part of it. We we have to, like, they come in, but there's a lot of terms and conditions that come with it. But Maryland's in. I thought Maryland, I thought you were going to take Maryland into the Super League and then trade him to the Big Ten immediately. So <laughs> I thought that was going to be the move. <laughs> It's uh, it was on, it was an SVP brand play. Uh, we, now we All have right. SVP talking about us in Sports Center. You know what I mean? This That's is, a good call. Uh, this good is call. The, this is the Super League. We're trying to make money, dude. The SEC is a nightmare. Like I'm trying to figure out if you're taking Kentucky and Arkansas, what does that leave me? Florida, Tennessee, Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I Tennessee. Tennessee's never made a Final Four, dude. I'm not. Mm. I mean, no disrespect to Tennessee. With all due respect, Tennessee fans, <laughs> oh, with you all even made respect. a damn Final Four. I mean, what are yeah. we doing? You can't be yeah. in the Super League. You can't be in the Super League. All right, I'm thinking big picture here because this Super League is not just going to be this year. It's not just going to be next year. This is going to be for 50 years, 100 years, 1,000 years, Dave. Mm -hmm. And as such, we need a team that can play in outer space. We need a team yep. for when, when we expand this Super League to Mars. Great point. A team that when they travel to Mars, they're not going to feel uh, – they're not going to get jet lagged. They're going to be like, yeah, this is kind of like our home away from home. And for that reason, I am taking the only university – that had an undergraduate by the name of Neil Armstrong at it. Yes. Taking the Purdue boy, the makers. Yes. The next pick. Yes. I think so, it's a great pick. 
there's nothing else that really needs to be said. It's it's it, that's my mom's pick. That's like a mom pick. My mom mm-hmm. will be happy to know I picked. Laura Ledger. I needed I needed some more. We got Purdue Louisville 1980 tie in there. Um, what else is there? I'm trying to think. Purdue Arizona. They feel very similar for some reason. I always felt like Matt Painter and Sean Miller were like sort of the. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I'm I'm just trying to make some parallels here. Trying to <laughs> Purdue does kind of stand out though. I don't really. <laughs> can I draft Purdue? <laughs> Purdue uh, was like a <laughs> I want to flip Purdue. I just want to like like Purdue's like a house I just bought and I'm looking to yeah, flip it you're immediately. Like, let's, get, let's get this out of here. Um, like Purdue. I'll ride with Purdue. Give me Purdue. Screw We it. have two, we have what two teams left, right? You have you three, have, I have two. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. All right. So here we go. This is uh this is also another one where I feel like some people may be upset. Actually, I'm gonna get I, I'm gonna do this one before. I'm just gonna go ahead and take Illinois because I want the basketball state. Um, they were able to uh, bring in $28 million uh, in profits. I believe that, that, uh, that Illinois basketball is going to hang around for the next 25 years. I'm not sure it's going to be Brad Underwood to be that guy, but I will say Illinois basketball is a staple. I love mm-hmm. the eye. Uh, I love the brand of Illinois basketball, and I love the history and the guys that are attached to it, you know, from the flying Illini up to, you know, Darren Williams, D. Brown era. So uh, I'm going to take Illinois. Uh, and that gets us the whole state of Illinois. So That's a good pick. I love Chicago basketball, so now we got Chicago kids. Well, there you go. All right. Um, wow, two more picks. Two no, more right. picks. Uh, I I gotta do it. I gotta take. Uh, <laughs> I got. I say that. I say that before every pick. By the way, <laughs> I recently, yes, as I said, uh, you can tell I'm a terrible GM because I'm I'm prefacing every pick with like, man, I don't want to do this, but I kind of have to. <laughs> I really would, dude. Like, if I had like the number two pick in this year's NBA draft, and I wanted to take like Cade, yeah, and I thought number one was gonna take Jalen Suggs or something, and they took Cade, I would just like fall out of my chair and like I'd have no backup plan. I'd be like, what? I don't know what to do. I'd just be staring at the wall like I'm flustered. I'm I'm rattled. I don't know what to do here. Can I just say the worst thing that could happen to Jalen Suggs is him going number one over Cade Cunningham? I think you're right. And it's the best thing that could happen to Cade Cunningham. I just yeah. want to say that on the record in case that does happen. You're saying don't go out. number one this draft. I'm saying never go number one. Who's, who's the I'm best saying. guy? Who's the guy that's best? The, the best move for him is go number one. Is it like Evan Mobley? Yeah, Mobley. Or one of the uh, G League guys? It's, it's, always, it's always, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the Jalen Green. Yeah, guys already played, I guess, in the G League. Like, it needs to be someone that I don't think it's like a burden. Like Markel Fultz, when he went number one, it was a burden. Anthony right. Bennett, when he went number one, it was a burden. You know what I mean? And when you're a big you kind of have a grace period of sorts. I mean, even with Greg, like I felt like every single season when he was healthy and he came back, everyone was like, okay, now he's going to be the guy. You know what I mean? Right. Like there, There is some time that we give bigs instead of guards. So I, uh, I don't know. I just would say that out loud. All right. Well, it's a good podcast. It's a good place to do that. Yeah. I just got to yeah, um, put on the record. My, my next to last, my penultimate pick is the uh, Syracuse orange. Oh God. I don't. I didn't feel good about it because. Oh, you can have them. You can have them. <laughs> I don't feel good about them because uh, I mean the reasons are obvious. Uh, Jim Beheim is <laughs> yeah. long in the tooth, and uh, I mean, who the hell knows what happens when that guy. I will say down, thirty-two but... million dollars, number six on the list uh, that I have compiled as far as revenue for the basketball department. So Syracuse well, is going to. There you go. Money. Say yeah. no more. Also, uh, old Big East. I got. I already have UConn. Now I have Syracuse. Mm-hmm. I mean. Louisville's old biggies. People forget that. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
That's it. All right. That's fine. That's good. I'm feeling good <laughs> about that. I like, I like Syracuse. I've talked myself into Syracuse. All right. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I need somewhere a team in Wisconsin. I need a team that has a young hot head coach. That's going to get people going. Uh, I like the history of this program. I like that. They are a Jordan brand program. And I love the idea that they got rid of the Duke chapter of their program with Wojo being fired. I'm going to take Marquette. Wow. Uh, you got the D-Way connection. He just bought ownership into the Utah Jazz. I like that uh, as far as the brand play. I am, uh, yeah, the, the Golden Eagles with Jimmy Butler as well, guy who just went to the NBA Finals. So we talk about modern guys that are balling out for them. And uh, just in general, I've always liked Marquette's jerseys and, and the color scheme and all that sort of stuff. I mean, obviously, a little close to North Carolina blue at times, but uh, I like Marquette here. And I feel like it gets Wisconsin people excited. You know what I mean? When we bring Marquette can, in, they they don't expect it. And then it happens. Can Welcome I, the can I just League. say, let me let me go through your list here of teams that North Carolina has played in national championship games mm-hmm. that you've now taken. You have mm-hmm. Indiana, yep. who you played in a national title game. You have Kansas, who you played in a national title game once yep. upon a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Chamberlain, am I wrong? 1957. Yeah, 1957. Yeah, won that you game, have, by the way. You have Michigan State. You have Michigan. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. Villanova. Mm-hmm. you have Illinois and you have Marquette. Like this is, this is your entire list is like teams that Carolina has either beaten or lost to. And well, cause games. they earn my respect. So therefore they can be in the super <laughs> league. If you beat the best as you pro, you just showed the whole world, the best, the number one pick. If you beat the best then you get to join the best and you can welcome it. Welcome to the super league. That's all it is. It's that simple. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put a nice bow on mine. I, 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 since I picked Syracuse, I got to go with this. Cause I talked myself into old big East and it just, it just feels right as a way to end it. Like I feel guilty. Apologies to all the fans in the South, all, all the sec people. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean, I really did. I, I wanted to get an sec team on my list, but I'm sure as hell not taking Florida and Tennessee has never made a, a final four. So I can't, I can't do that. I'm not, I'm not doing any, anybody in the sec. So I'm putting a bow on mine going back to the old big East. Well, I'm taking the Georgetown Hoyas. Yeah, I like Syracuse and Georgetown are my last two picks. I got a lot of great rivalries within my Super League. Carolina and Duke, UCLA, Arizona, Syracuse, Georgetown, Ohio State versus the world. Mm. (laughs) I like like my league. There it is. Georgetown's my last pick. I like that. That's a good uh, – that's kind of what I was fighting here. You know, at times I was thinking we need – you know, the SEC did this where they were like, we need a team just to beat up on for everybody. So they were like, Vanderbilt, you know, come here, give us your grades, and then let us beat up on you. So there was a moment in time where I was thinking Northwestern might be my pick just to have, like, all the nerds, like, you know, you know, basically cape for us all year and say that we're a great league and write for us and say that we're amazing and that we, you know, that's what I was hoping with this final pick. But then I realized that a super league is all about one thing. As I said at the top, money, money, Mm -hmm. money. So the last pick is going to be a program and a brand that no matter what, even if it's not the primary sport, it always is going to print money. And it has one of the best coaches in college basketball right now, a guy by the name of Nate Oates. And that is why I am going to take the Alabama Crimson wow. Tide wow. into into the Super League, and they made twenty million dollars last year just from basketball. We also have the football ties that we can pull from if we need more money for the Super League. And uh, there, there you have it. There's my Super League. I love the idea of like Barcelona joins a Super League and like the basketball program at, at FC Barcelona is like <laughs> yes. helping them. You're like, of course, yeah. one of the re- like, like the guy who started JP Morgan guy is like coming out of press conferences. Yeah. Like we, the reason we asked Barcelona to join is because. Uh, of their ties with the basketball. Yeah, Deshaun we, Thomas played basketball. We, we might need some more, you know, some more millions of dollars at some point. <laughs> We're not sure. Pretty good leagues. Uh, I, I would I, watch. I would watch these. I'm, I'm curious to see what, uh, what the people think. 
I mean, I the people are going to be upset because we gotta see the, who's, the people want us to pick like who's got the most national championships and then like to run down the game of that. But in reality, this was a draft. We lost teams, you know, as they were taken and uh, we tried our best to, to figure it out yeah. together. And I, I have, felt I, I can I felt really good. One of like, my guys. like three picks in, I was like, I'm I'm absolutely killing this. And then yeah. I think I took UConn over Villanova, and that was my sliding doors moment where it all just fell apart. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, you got the blue bloods, and I got the new bloods. Like I all I right. got all right. I mean, I think Baylor probably is the one that most people will say. I can't believe Baylor yeah. is not on your super team. But I will say this: uh, Scott Drew lives in a world of being disrespected, and he loves it and he thrives in it. And that's why we did this. It was yeah. Who wanted Scott who, Drew to see this and be excited? Who are the obvious omissions? I mean, Baylor's one certainly the defending national champion. I'd be pretty pissed off if I was him. Oregon? How about Oregon? Yeah, you Oregon's feel like upset. you want to yeah. talk money? Nike. They got deep pockets. Like, what more do you want? We have Phil Knight. We have Nike, and you didn't. Yeah, take but you have to understand that, like, when you're Oregon you're nike but you're not really nike and you're competing with the actual nike which is duke so right you know that's right that's on. a great great point phil knight who does he care more about duke or not 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 who does he care more about who makes Oregon. him more money which is the whole point of the super league the same, duke, is that not the same question for phil you're right you're right you're right, you're right. <laughs> that's a good point, that's a good point. uh nc state fans are upset just because I said that that Duke and Carolina would leave if they joined the Super yeah, League. Yeah, like, I tried. <laughs> NC State, I tried. I floated the idea. And uh, Tate said, don't do it. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. I did it for their sake. They don't They don't want that. I had I had Cincinnati slash Dayton on my big board as like a, a, as a, a potential sleeper. sleeper yeah. Like maybe float them an invite. Maybe like Cincinnati has Wes Miller now. Maybe he's going to yeah. turn it around. Cincinnati – Boy, since joining the American, I do feel like Cincinnati's kind of fallen off a cliff. But I don't, I don't think Cincinnati's program's dead. I think they're they're sleeping, right? We did that before. Sleeping, yeah. dead. sleeping giant. Yeah, I think, and I, think I think Cincinnati uh, would be back. They joined the Super League. They're back. So I, yeah. I had them on the list. But Wichita yeah. State's another team that I had on my like uh, maybe plus three list of just like a program that I want because I want I want states like I want like basketball states like I want Indiana. Like Purdue mm -hmm. was another team I had because I was mm -hmm. like, if I get Indiana, I'll take Purdue. North Carolina, you want North Carolina, Duke, Wake State, potentially. Uh, and the idea that the Super League started with six teams in the Premier League, you know, is another wrinkle of this whole thing where I could see six ACC teams or six yeah, Big 12 teams that, that do something like this. And then they recruit three or four more and then we have a problem. And that is – or not a problem, we just have a Super League. I should have taken like <laughs> Miami to be my Manchester City, of yeah. just uh, a private school that's just going to pump a ton of like it, private school in Miami that's just going to pump a, an, an insane amount of money into winning the Super League. So Florida like, State was the other team I had on my list that I did not uh, bring up, but again, I was trying to base it on the revenue that they brought in, and uh, I'm not even yeah. sure if the source I used was right. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> source used was Darren Rovell. <laughs> yeah. You're like, damn it, Darren, you got me again. Oh man, fun exercise. Uh, is that it, Tate? Anything else before we go? Wrap this thing up. Uh, shout yeah, up. I just want to shout out in general, uh, just the idea that we got Chet Holmgren to take over Sports Center. I thought that was great for college basketball, and uh, the fact that this Super League thing happened, and I had multiple people text me about what college basketball Super Leagues would look like. You know, as much as we hear that college basketball is dead, I'm pretty sure that the uh, News Observer from Raleigh put up a story today that Carolina and Duke. <laughs> Are basically dead and uh they have no allure anymore to the kids um so like that is the usual off-season fodder that we deal with but my whole point is to disregard it and enjoy uh that we have such great things that are happening and we're, we're so, taking over headlines and you know just just enjoy it that's my final thought you know what i mean just enjoy just college enjoy basketball it, in the off-season come on 
It's the off be, season. We're not supposed to be, to be headliners. Uh, to be honest, I think I'm taking out if I could if I could I want Kentucky, I want Indiana, I want Kansas, and I want Michigan State. And I think yeah. uh I would kick out maybe my last four picks for those. Maybe not. I don't know. But those should are those we do, are the four should, I want. Should we do years. a super league of our super leagues? <laughs> this is like <laughs> this is like this is how I feel when NBA fans talk about why they don't watch college basketball and they're like yeah. the, the talent's not good enough. I only watch the NBA because it's the best collection of talent. And I'm like, well, why do you watch the Orlando Magic play then? That's not the best collection of talent. They're like, no, no, no. Yeah. I don't. So in my mind, it's like if you're going down that road of logic, you should only watch the first five minutes of the All Star game, right? Like those yeah. are the ten best players in the world. And then the that's all you they, care about is the All Star game. Yeah, like you, anything else. There's too little talent on the floor for me. <laughs> for me, the moment, yeah. not my the, tempo. The moment they sub in, one of the one of the top ten players in the world yeah. gets subbed out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, not good enough product for me. What Donovan Mitchell's coming in? Not my tempo. Not, not my tempo. <laughs> Ugh, this is unwatchable. <laughs> Get it out of my face. Uh, I have one shout out on my list. That's it. It is our producer Louise, who oh, yes. uh, has been working with us at Fox since we came over from uh, where do we store? Oh the, yeah, I can't uh, remember. Right? Yeah, uh, wherever the hell it was, we came <laughs> from. Um, she is. This is her last show with us, Tate. This is the last show we were doing with Louise. She's moving on to bigger and better things. Uh, the one one full season, like last season, we yeah. we, we worked last season with her. We didn't get a tournament. She's like, I'm sure that was an anomaly. I'm sure like <laughs> the chaos that those men brought. It has in my to get life. better. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll get better. Uh, we had a full season with her this year, and she decided, you know what, it won't. It will never get better with these bozos. Yeah. So uh, yeah. she is moving on, and uh, we wish her well. And, uh, and in the spirit yeah. of college basketball, she is a one and done. And uh, if there's anything that you and I both appreciate in the college basketball world, those are the one and dones, uh, the true talents. And again, Louise has taken us under her wing. She has dealt with us. She has put up with us. She's one of the best. And uh, we we wish her nothing but the best. And hopefully Absolutely. we'll be able to connect again because she brought Andy Katz to us. We hopefully will keep our you know, our own air uh, relationship with Andy going and that'll be our tether to Louise is Andy. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're just going to we'll end keep... every, every interview we do with Andy. We'd be like, how's Louise doing? She's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, if you, if you like the new iteration of the show, uh, which, you know, in a lot of ways, we hope it's not too dissimilar to the old iterations of the show that we've done, but uh, you know, we try to evolve, make it better as we move along. If you like the new iteration uh, you have Louise to thank for it more than anyone else, honestly, more yep. than you or I, or, or anywhere else in this world. Um, so yeah, that's it. She's a Syracuse grad. She, uh, was, was, she's very chatting. upset. We did not draft yes. Syracuse earlier. Yes. She was losing but. her mind during the draft. So all, all told I took Syracuse late there just for Louise. Um, and, <laughs> and that's that. So, uh, wanted to wrap it up with that. Do you have anything else before we go Tate? I think, uh, in life, just be happy that you get to work with good people. And when you see good people wish them well and hope that they continue to do, to do good and share it amongst the world. And that's what Louise is. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got, wow. man. This is a great off season podcast. And, uh, that's all we can ask for in the offseason, right? We just need something. We all, we all just need all something. All right. Thank you, Chet Holmgren. Thank you, Andy Katz. Thank you, uh, European soccer clubs, for, for chasing the bag and giving us content in the offseason. season.